Hello and welcome to the Live and Love Like Jesus podcast. My name is Andy Tier, and each week here on this podcast, we explore what it truly means to live and love like Jesus. We do this as we follow his example of being with God, being with others, and being sent. Now, this is the third in a series of episodes that accompanies our current sermon series at Crossroads called Gen We. In each episode of this series of the podcast, we've been hearing from members of Crossroads that are from two different generations. Today's episode includes Aslan Carter and Alexa Rollman. Now, Aslan and Alexa were each given several postcards containing questions to ask one another. Now we get to listen in on each of their answers. Let's go right now to this special conversation between Aslan and Alexa. This is Aslan, and I met Aslan probably when I was in like third or fourth grade in Suntown, so kids' church. Um, So that's why I met Aslan. And this is Alexa. I want to say you were in fourth grade when I met you, when I came back to Crossroads and started working in the kids' ministry. Um, I I was born in 1995, so I'm kind of right there on the border, but I identify with like Generation Z. And I am also right on the border between Millennial and Gen X, but definitely identify with Gen X. What's a moment we've shared together that you'll always remember? (laughs) Okay, I've told you this. This is not spiritually significant (laughs) at all. (laughs) It was the time when I was leading King's Kids, and you were in King's Kids, Uh and we were singing for a weekend service. Mm And you were backstage with your mom, lying on a pew on your belly, and she was French braiding your hair so tight that you were crying. <laughs> I believe that 100%. But you had a really cute outfit on. Of course I did. It was the Rudolph reindeer Christmas oh, yes, outfit. Yes, yes, yep. yeah. Okay, wait, I want to know a fun memory. Okay, yeah. I was about to—okay, so the thing I remember—what uh, was the question that I'll always remember was um, you— invited me and a couple of other girls like my age to your house for a sleepover. And I remember getting pizza and watching some movie about a mermaid. I I don't know that you remember that at all, but I remember it was like, yeah, there was just a couple of us girls that had a sleepover at your house. And I like almost think I could tell you where the house was over. It's almost where I live now. It's it right is. over there. It yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. I remember that. I don't remember the mermaid movie. I, I don't know why I remember, but I remember you guys movie. spending the night. Yep. Okay. Um, Tell me about a moment between us that passed that you wish you had taken advantage of. Hmm. Hmm. I guess I feel like oftentimes when kids left elementary ministry, just because that's where, like, I worked Mm -hmm. most closely, that I lost touch with them. And, I mean, you would be a great example of that. Not that, like, we lost touch altogether, Mm -hmm. but I think I— in hindsight, like wish that maybe I'd been more intentional, like through middle school, high school, even college years, even just like an occasional check in, like, mm. hey, how are you doing? What's going on? Yeah. Um, how can I be praying for you? That yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Tell me about a moment in your life that changed your spiritual trajectory. Hmm. Um, I do think probably there's two um, that like fourth and fifth grade age range. So 
um, I was baptized in fourth grade. So I think that probably has something to do with like where I am today. Um, and you were definitely heavily involved in that. Um, like I have a memory of you being on the stage and just thinking like, I want to be like Miss Aslan someday. Mm-hmm. But then I do think that there was another shift in just like who I am today and like where I am spiritually in college um, where I kind of got to a moment where it was like, all right, I either got to choose this for real or like I'm going to walk away completely and thank God it wasn't the second one. Um, And so like that really changed like my perspective on what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So Mm -hmm where I kind of felt like if I if I would have understood certain things as a kid, maybe I wouldn't have ever got to that point at all in college, like where it wouldn't have been a choice, um, where it would have just been very clear, like, no, that's what I want to do. I want to follow Jesus for the rest of my life. So um, kind of both of those like tie together of like I and and it affects like why I'm here today is like because I want kids to understand what I maybe missed as an elementary school student or what I wish I would have known in hindsight kind of yeah. thing. So, yeah. But you know what? Like I would say I had a similar experience in college and I was at a Bible college and like was pretty sure like what I knew, what I knew what I was doing yeah. with my life. I just think that's part of life too is like at some point there's a critical moment where you decide like, is my faith going to be mine mm-hmm. or is mm-hmm. it not? So yeah. yeah, I would say I had a similar How do you invest in people from other generations? Well, let's see. Right now, I have my own kids that I'm definitely investing in. Um, And you are too, which is such a fun (laughs) part of our journey. Um, Still um, leading King's Kids, our kids' choir. So love that opportunity every week just to engage with the next generation. Um, I would say there's a couple... um, teenage girls as well Mm -hmm. who are part of my life and um sometimes it's just as simple as hanging out together Mm -hmm. sometimes it's inviting them to come over for dinner and just sit around the table with my family or going out and doing things um Mm one-on-one but just um another person in their life to love on them and speak truth to them and since I only have boys at my house, it's really fun to have a few sure. girls. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I also see you investing in generations above you, like not just younger generations, just in like all of the different things that you do around here with like women's ministry and like connections, like you're constantly interacting with other generations too, not just the younger ones. So, well, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, um, obviously like my job, so kids ministry. So I'm there all of the time, but then outside of that, um, I do spend a lot of time at youth. So, um, I lead a 11th and 12th grade girls group. So that has been challenging and awesome all at the same time. So, um, just getting to know those girls, they do serve, um, most of them serve with me in kids ministry. So I get to see them in different aspects of life. Um, but then just like also outside of, youth on Sunday, um, we'll go to lunch or, um, like what we did on this, literally this past Sunday, we just kind of took over Texas Red House for a little while and had lunch and, um, had fun. So that's kind of where I've been investing at this point too. So cool. How has our relationship influenced your faith journey? I think like what I said earlier of, um, just being a fourth and fifth grader and just like seeing you live out your faith and like seeing what it looked like for a female to love Jesus and pour into students and like 
because I knew I think I knew that like that was in me, like I, that I loved kids. I think that was pretty clear from like a really young age. But then like you showed me how that can be done really practically, mm-hmm. like in real life, um, which is really helpful. So, um, yeah, I think in that like just a fourth and fifth grade age range, I just got to see someone doing it. And that's really helpful to like just have a picture of like what it would really look like. Yeah. Um, I think I would answer that question seeing you and others like you who I had a chance to pour into mm-hmm. when you were younger now grown and doing the same thing mm-hmm. and pouring into others has just reminded me that like that's what ministry is really about yeah. it's not about me always doing but as I invest in others God's working in them mm-hmm. so that they can invest in others mm-hmm. and I just yeah I had this realization recently that like now you're teaching my kids. Mm-hmm. And so that's really fun. It's been a great reminder that that's really the point of ministry is just yeah. passing it on to the next generations. Yeah. So what's something you've learned from my generation? I feel like your generation um, like embraces life. Like mm-hmm. um, I can, by nature, and maybe by my generation too, be really serious, be um, very productivity oriented and sometimes like it's good for me just Mm -hmm. to remember like hey it's okay to sit around the table at Texas Roadhouse and just (laughs) enjoy life um so that's something I need to be reminded of and I would say your generation's good at that yeah um for your generation I think what I've learned is the is how to work hard and but also enjoy working hard um that there's like a joyfulness that can come from mm-hmm. that still. Um, so yeah, just that like work ethic, I think is what I've learned from that like older millennial. Is that X? <laughs> is, is that what you said? Yeah. So. That, like that generation is just like hard work pays off and it can be rewarding mm-hmm. too. Um, and I just really value that. What is something that most people don't know about your generation that you think we should? Hmm. I don't know if this is something that people don't know, but maybe they don't have the words for it. Um, But there's a lot of power in authenticity. Mm -hmm. And by that, I just mean, like, we don't want the, like, perfect Mm -hmm. version. Um, the like messy version is actually way more helpful or um, almost powerful to like do life with, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like a really great picture of why we need Jesus is when I can see the mess and because I have the mess too. And, and I, and we can just do that together. Um, So that authenticity or just like that, it's okay to not have it all together. I think Mm -hmm. that's really important. So something about my generation that maybe other people should know. So something about my generation, um, a part of this is maybe just the way I'm wired to, like, we maybe are known for, like, doing things well and, like, mm-hmm. kind of having it all together. And... Um, this is funny. It kind of goes along, I guess, with what you're saying, too. Like, I need people, we need people to let us know that it's okay to not be mm-hmm. perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. That, um, yeah, that there is value in doing things well. Um, but there's also value in just being real. Yeah. And so 
I think I just need to be reminded of that. My generation may need to be reminded of that. I think that's something I've learned from your generation is like you can still do things well and invite people into like the messiness of your own life, too. So it's like a balance, I think. Yeah. You can do both. Doing things well doesn't mean they have to be perfect. Right. Exactly. Yeah. What's your dream for the future of our church? Ooh. I like this one. I do. Man, I just want to see people like owning their faith. Mm-hmm. Um so just taking responsibility for like, how do I grow? Like, what are my next steps? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like bringing somebody along in that journey. Mm-hmm. I love like the picture of discipleship where there's always a hand in front of you um, while at the same time a hand it's behind you. Yeah. yeah. So there's always somebody that I'm kind of looking to who's encouraging me in my journey to grow and to take ownership for my faith. But at the same time, I want to be bringing somebody along at the same time, encouraging them in that yeah. same way. Yeah. I think my dream for the future of our church is probably more kids ministry specific, but um, I would just love to see kids own their faith, um, but then ultimately families who mm-hmm. are um, who are owning that for their for their family unit, um, and just like really strong families, um, and then kids that can go out into the world, out into their schools and their sports teams, um, and that are sharing their faith in like really practical ways. Um, not just by saying, Hey, I go to church on Sundays, but like living that out in, in the little ways, um, each and every day. So I think that's kind of my dream right now. It's just kids to own their faith. Same thing. Yeah. (laughs) Ultimately. And with families, I feel like it does, it almost has to start Maybe not has to. It usually starts with parents owning their faith Mm -hmm. Mm because as they learn and grow, then they're able to pass that along to the kids and they're able to walk with them through those like just everyday moments. And how does the gospel apply to this? So, yeah. My thanks again to Aslan and Alexa for taking the time to participate and for allowing us to record their conversation for use on this podcast. I pray that these episodes of the podcast inspire you to reach out to members of other generations and work together, whether as a mentor or as a mentee, right, to go and to live and love like Jesus.